For this episode, listeners asked us questions, and we answered. We talked Transformers, Harry Potter, even Love Island, if you can believe it. And there's a little bit of Star Wars thrown in there along the way, too. All this and more on episode 31 of Krypton 2 Alderaan. Krypton to Alderaan. You know, your answers to everyone's answers to our surprise question last week filled me with pride. But we shouldn't be so proud of this technological terror we created. The ability to podcast is insignificant next to the power of the force. (laughs) I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. We stand here amongst my achievement, (laughs) not yours. Hello, podcast. Robin. Hello. <laughs> and Doctor Who, Doctor Lorelai. <laughs> Hi, podcast. Yes, our very own time lord, timekeeper, keeper of the I sacred timeline. Time I was hoping everyone was going to go with a Death Star quote. There's so many good ones. <laughs> everyone else, let me know your Death Star quotes, and I'll start the episodes. <laughs> anyway, and we're the podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. I'm going to do this professionally this time, unlike last time. If You'd like to get in touch with us? Reach out with your feelings. We're on Twitter at Krypton Alderon and Facebook and Instagram at Krypton 2 Alderon. And we're also on YouTube. So go check us out there and respectfully click our subscribe button. No, <laughs> no smashing. Uh, or you can send us an email at Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. If you're so inclined and we'd uh, really appreciate it if you left us a rating or review, it's great for the show. It's great for us. It's really great for me. Keeps me going. And it helps others find the show. And if you do leave us a review, I'll read it on the show like these. Wish I had a take back, says Sci-Fi Mastery, five stars. If you grew up waiting for Friday and saving your lunch money to pick up your comics, this podcast is going to feel like home. Insightful and respectful of the content, these episodes bring you back. Love it. and. Lydia Foote. Love this podcast. Another five stars. So much fun. Interesting discussion. Awesome community to be a part of. So thanks. Wish I had a take back and Lydia. Those are great. And again, if you want to leave us a review, (laughs) I'll read it on the air. This air. Anyway, on to the next thing. Now, very important. The question that has been on everyone's mind since our last episode. Did Royce and Robin find something to watch? (laughs) We did pretty quickly agree to watch something this past Friday, but we haven't committed to a new show, but we did watch a movie on Friday and it only took two, two rounds of no and no to get to it, which is pretty (laughs) good. So did you, Royce, did you have to ask multiple times or did each of you say no once? I came up with, with options and uh-huh. I apparently struck struck gold on the third time. Huh. Home run. <laughs> Hit it out of the park. Wow. Yeah, really practice your pitch meeting. Uh, what movie? <laughs> we watched The Big Lebowski. Oh, wow. wow. So an oldie, but a goodie. Had, had both of you seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah, we'd seen it. So it was more of a comfort watch rather than like, we haven't seen this thing. 
I think my first two options were things we didn't see. And then mm. Robin was like, I like that movie. We can watch that movie. That is on the approved list. Okay, great. Yeah, just make an approved list. That's the easiest way to do it. Now, we have it on DVD, but we watched it recorded from YouTube TV is the sad thing. <laughs> wow. Did you have to like fast forward yep. through the commercials? Yup. <laughs> okay, well, this is weird. Uh, I guess Funny. you gotta do what you gotta do. But you can record movies from that from YouTube TV and it's like in your library. So like I have all these other like movies queued up. It's in your library. It's yeah. Physically it's in already your in your library. Anyway. All right. Well, this got weird. Uh, you asked. Couple, <laughs> couple more specific questions. One for Robin. Tell us about ghost town living. <laughs> uh, ghost town living is a channel on YouTube of which I've watched one episode and did uh-huh. not enjoy. <laughs> I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Royce is a fan of Ghost Town Living, about this rich white guy who bought a mining town and lives in the mines now or something. I don't know. What's not to love? (laughs) He lives 900 feet down in the mines with his gold YouTube button. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Robin didn't like it, I guess. Is that the moral of the story? Royce finally got Robin to watch it and she didn't like it? It's hard for me to, at least this one episode, because he was literally... 900 feet down in a mine. It was a lot of like GoPro helmet cam first person like made me a little bit motion sick. And I'm also very claustrophobic. So someone being 900 feet below the ground in a tiny, tiny tunnel was not really my cup of tea. Mm. Not great. Yeah. (laughs) Mine either. It would not be mine either. But yeah. Mine either. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Geologists. Uh, what about 2020? Robin, got anything new with 2020? Did we watch 2020? Yeah, there was one this past week. It was the, uh, the boy who got kidnapped and then rescued another boy that got kidnapped and then his brother turned out to be the serial killer. Oh, yeah. That was sad. Mm. So it was basically about, like, a serial killer, but the, it started off with how the serial killer's brother was abducted and he was missing for, like, seven years and then he came back and he was the town hero because he stopped the person who kidnapped him from kidnapping, like, a five-year-old boy. So he came back, you know, with the little boy, and then a few years later, he got in, like, a motorcycle accident, and he died, and, like, extra, extra messed up the older brother, and then you start finding out that the older brother was uh, going to Yellowstone in, like, what was that, the 80s or 90s at some point, and he was basically, like, kidnapping and murdering people. Jeez. So just, like, a life of this stuff happening to this family? Yeah. that This one person wow. in particular, his entire life was, was pretty horrible. It even goes into the details of how he was, like, dating someone who had two kids, and they, they worked together, and then they, they interviewed the one kid who's, like, an adult now with her own kids, and she was talking about how much her and her sister loved this guy. He was a really great guy, mm. but he ended up telling the police that his first choice of victim was his girlfriend and her two kids, so... Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you just keep watching that for the rest of us. Uh, Lorelai, what do you got? Well, we've been working our way pretty quickly through Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what we've been doing the last two weeks, right? Hard binge. Hard binge. Yeah. So good. You know, it's one of those shows that like the more and more you get into it, the more complicated the story gets, which is pretty fun. And like, even though each episode very much stands on its own, you could just like watch it and understand what's going on for the most part they do some fun like tying back and flashbacks and like it's all just very well 
Well done. Well yeah. done, Doctor Who. Well done. Now, I really like it. And we're in the Matt Smith Doctor Who era, the 11th Doctor, who is my favorite. And they're also my favorite companions. And I just really, it's mm-hmm. just really good. Does that mean it's season 11? Is there a new Doctor every season? Uh, No. That's not exactly how David fully... Tennant was the doctor for like four or five quote unquote seasons years. Yeah. And Matt Smith's the same way. He lasts a long time, too. So not exactly. The season structure is not as clear to me. Like, I feel like we watched like four Christmas specials in a row. Well, <laughs> in 2000, it gets complicated. In 2009, yeah. there was a bunch of specials and yeah. stuff of David Tennant, like yeah. leaving the show and Matt Smith coming into the show. So that was a weird time in Doctor Who. But those episodes are good. Yeah. But yeah, Doctor Who. Love it. Love it. It's really reinvigorating my love of Doctor Who. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've watched it. Mm-hmm. A uh, first look was released for Star Wars Visions, which they announced last year. But it looks so good. Has anybody did anybody watch the little first look thing for Star Wars Visions? I'm surprised that I have not even heard of this. It is so. It's like an anthology film series. Lucasfilm went to Japanese creators, and they made these anime-inspired Star Wars films. It looks very good. Um, I'm really excited for it. Just the idea that like Lucasfilm and the company in general is reaching out to fans. Like a big part of this first look thing is the Japanese creators talking about how excited they are to be able to work on Star Wars, how it's been like a lifelong dream of theirs. And the same with like when they were showing footage of the writers for the High Republic coming up with all the stories. It's like, yeah, just keep doing that. Just keep finding these super fans who are in these creative roles now and getting them to create Star Wars. Like, that's just the right way to do this. It looks really good. It's really fun to see those creators on screen being like, this was my dream and now I'm doing it. It's just all very fun and inspiring and lovely, I think is the best word for it. So check it out. Okay, this episode. My original thought for this episode was to do a favorite movie type thing. But as soon as I thought that, my immediate thought was, that's so boring. That's such a boring (laughs) idea. But I did want to do a get to know us better, what do we like besides Star Wars and Loki kind of thing. So I put a call out for questions on social media. An AUA, ask us anything. And actually, seven, several people responded, which is awesome. We've been getting a lot more interaction on social media from both listeners and other podcasters, who I guess are probably also listening, which is really great. And I'm loving it. So this will be our Ask Us Anything episode. I'll ask the questions that we receive, and I'll probably throw a few additional or curveball ones in there as they come up on the fly, on the spot. Uh, and we'll all be best friends by the end. So what do you think about that? <laughs> okay. Everyone ready? Ready. Ready. Great. First question. How dare you? Just kidding. (laughs) First question, I want to go specifically to Lorelai so we just get this out of the way. Rachel. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Rachel. But You don't have to say her name like that, Joey. (laughs) I figured Lorelai could maybe talk a few listeners into this. So have you watched Love Island yet or what? (sighs) Love Island has been recommended to us by a group of friends. And I'm not sure if we ever talked about it on the podcast before, but... I think I've mentioned it. 
So the new Love Island starts, I think, this week. What's your elevator pitch to listeners who might be interested in this kind of thing? So Love Island is like in the same vein as The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but better (laughs) and British. (laughs) Better and British. Better and British, which is like, you know, most reality. I mean, there's a reason why we all watch the Great British Baking Show and none of the American. I I mean, I guess Uh... some people watch those things. The Great British Baking Show is nice and full of nice people. You know what? Get out of my Love Island segment, Joey. (laughs) Out of here. I'm out. Joey does not like Love Island, but he's also determined to not like Love Island or any show like Love Island. So I think you don't get to have an opinion on this. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But it actually is a lot better than the American versions. I think the people are a lot more genuine and generally not as dumb. <laughs> I mean, there's some of them are legitimately stupid, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but it's entertaining. It's a like, it's not just like one dude and 30 women. It's like a, gr- a group of people. Of course, it's like kind of weird because they all have to like stay in a couple or else they get kicked off the show, basically. But it's just fun. I'm allowed to watch trashy TV every once in a while, sure. even if I am a doctor, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care what you think of me, Joey. I think that makes you well-rounded. Thank you, Royce. Mm. Um, but no, I haven't watched the newest season of Love Island because I can only watch it when Joey's not there. <laughs> See? So, so similar problems. It's yeah. not on my pre-approved I know. list. It's not on, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to... Joey gets up early on Fridays to watch The Bad Batch without me, so I'm going to have to start uh, getting up early on a different day or something to watch Love Island. Yeah. But I'm almost done with... I've been watching the seasons backwards, and so I'm almost done with... I think it's like the fourth season of the UK version. Mm-hmm. Soon enough, the new season will be coming out. And the fun thing about Love Island is that it's basically in like real time. An episode comes out every after or like every night, every weeknight during wow. the summer. There's a new episode. And it's like within two days of what's actually happening. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Every night. But anyway, that's where I'm at with Love Island. Rachel, thanks for asking. Yeah, thanks for asking, Rachel. You know, it's just in this house, it's hard to balance. You know, it's again like a balance, finding stuff you both want to watch. For example, just a random example. How do you balance watching The Bad Batch with watching something like Real Housewives? I don't know, just random off the top of my head. Did Lorelai's elevator pitch convince either of you to watch Love Island? Robin is shaking her head <laughs> and I am grinning ear to ear because who, if you do not have a guilty pleasure soft spot in your heart for trashy television, trashy reality television, I don't know if you're really an American because that is like just as American as apple pie as people being stupid on TV, even if it's British TV. You have to enjoy people just, like, being humans, you know? Because yeah. when you watch a scripted show, like, they're trying to pull, like, the best and the worst out of people. And sometimes reality is just trying to pull the worst out. But, like, it's mostly people just being their natural dumb selves. And I find that comforting. So I would totally watch it. We tried to watch yes! the, the uh, Bachelorette the other day. Or we. I had it on. And Robin was like, this is not staying on. <laughs> But uh, give Love Island a try. <laughs> That's pretty you might much in the to, same vein. 
Yeah, it's very similar. I do watch it with the subtitles on because their accents are like <laughs> sometimes, depending on where they're from, I like literally cannot understand them sometimes. So that adds a fun component. <laughs> yep. You have not convinced me. Never thought I would. <laughs> uh, but according to Royce, you're not an American. So there you go. <laughs> that's fine. I guess that's fair. I'll go live in a mine 900 <laughs> feet underground. <laughs> Next question comes from two really great podcasts, actually. They tweeted questions at us. So that's great. Sithy Minutes, which is hilarious. <laughs> right? And Nerd Herder podcast both ask... What are your favorite slash least favorite Transformers movies? I think Royce and I will answer that one, and I'll have a different one for Robin and Lorelai, who might be less familiar with the Transformers franchise. Yeah, for that one, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to watch all the Transformers movies by noon tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't. I so. bet you could play them all at the same time, and they'd probably <laughs> just, like, mesh together Line perfectly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's a way to rank them, Although yeah. I haven't seen Bumblebee or like the very last couple, which I don't even know if I could name because the names get wackier and wackier. Yeah. Last Transformer Night or whatever. It <laughs> came out right after like Last Jedi. I was always really confused with that name for that one. That's pretty close to my answer. What you first said about like you can watch them all and they all become one thing. But similarly, I have also not watched the last one, whatever the last one in the series was or Bumblebee. But I heard... I mean, we've heard that Bumblebee is the best one, right? From other I people. have tried so to I get Robin know. to watch it. It's not on the approved list. Yeah, he's checking the list right now, everyone. Just double checking. Okay, so there's Transformers, the OG in 2007. Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Not Jedi. 2009, <laughs> Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Robin, yep. come on, these titles. 2011, <laughs> Transformers, Age of Extinction. 2014, Transformers Last Night, 2017, and then Bumblebee, Transformers Rise of the Beasts in 2022. So there's a lot of these, and I have not seen all. I've seen the first three, and that's it. And I remember loving the first one yep. in 2007. Like, yes, this is great. Right before all of like the comic book movie craze like really popped off. Yeah, I would say, well, I have also not seen Age of Extinction or The Last Night or Good Night or Good Night Moon or whatever <laughs> it's called, or Bumblebee. But I remember really enjoying the first one and then not really enjoying any after that. I'm not sure I could go back and watch the first one now, just with Shia LaBeouf and... I remember there being really weird transitions in that movie and maybe some not so great jokes or maybe some pretty offensive jokes and maybe it doesn't hold up all that well. But I don't know if I could go back and watch it and I don't know if I like have the energy to watch it. But I would say that if we're ranking them, that one's my favorite and then my least favorite is every single other one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. The funny thing is like, even my brother Russ, I remember it's either the Fallen One or the Dark of the... I think it's the Dark of the Moon. He, even he was like, this movie, it starts, and in the very beginning, they're like, they're just telling you what's happening in the movie. It's not even really <laughs> a movie. They're like, they showed up, and they logged into the system, and they stole the data, and there's like not really a movie there. But then that's there's hilarious. Transformers transforming, and I guess that's really what you pay for with a Transformer movie. But it never looked good. It always looked like just some weird confusing blob that the CGI wasn't good enough to represent 
a transformer transforming, so they had to make it really confusing for your brain so that you didn't, like, see it badly. I don't know. I, I can't describe it correctly, but it never looked good. There's just a lot going on in a Transformer movie, and it moves really fast, so you're just kind of, like, overwhelmed with visual stimulation. Yeah. Rather than, like, I don't know, more simple geometry of trucks turning into robots. That's another point I was going to bring up about not really being able to go back and watch it, because it's Michael Bay, right? And there's a lot of exploding and slow motion like every five minutes it's in slow motion and it would just be i think pretty irritating to go back and watch at this point but anyway i guess that one's my favorite the I'd first watch it. one transformers the first one i agree some weird cockamamie name <laughs> that you'd come up with dark side of the moon lorelei and robin same question but with harry potter favorite least favorite movie I feel like this one's much easier. All right. What's well, your answer? No, I mean, you can tell the Harry Potter movies apart. So in that respect. It well, makes... it's complete. Yeah, it's yeah. just completely different. But I figured it would yeah. be the appropriate one to mm. because you're both fans of yeah. the franchise. And I think my favorite is the third one. OK, that's the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, which is also my favorite book. It's just kind of fun because it's when they finally like broke out of just like making a movie that was exactly the book, you know, right. like the first and second movies, you could just like, they were trying to get every little detail exactly like the book. And, you know, that in the third one is when it's like, oh yeah, they don't have to wear wizard robes all the time. Huh. And like, yeah, it's like a little bit darker and not in like a, I mean, the chamber of secrets is like a very dark kids book yeah, yeah for a kids book but the movie in prisoner of azkaban is like starts to get a little bit quirky yeah and a little bit more fun robin what's your uh favorite least favorite uh my favorite is also prisoner of azkaban for a lot of the same reasons because it is a little bit darker and it gets a little bit more strange and series black yeah. is also one of my favorite characters agreed mm -hmm. if i had to go least favorite i would probably pick goblet of fire because i remember it's also probably my least favorite book. Mm. Mm. There's nothing like, I mean, I guess like the the tournament is supposed to be exciting, but it's not really exciting. There's <laughs> something just kind of like strange and lame and it feels like, kind of feels like J.K. Rowling had no idea what to do with the next book and was just like, eh, we'll do like a tournament and then we'll have Voldemort show up and uh, yeah, right. I don't know, some people will die, right? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very elaborate setup for the return of Voldemort. Yeah. It's like I, a whole... Yeah. story yeah i really like the return of voldemort how all that happens in the tournament but there's a lot of the i don't i don't, I don't want to take over the question but i think that might also be my least favorite movie mm -hmm. or order of the phoenix because i think they left out some pretty incredible yeah. stuff from that movie i remember being disappointed by that one yeah so did you come up with your least favorite well i think chamber of secrets has always been my least favorite book mm. And that movie, I think, is, like, a little bit more boring. Like, the first one was exciting because it was the first one. Right. Right? So then when the second one came out, it was just like, oh, this is also just exactly the same as the book. And they didn't do anything creative or interesting. Hmm. It was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. And I remember not really liking The Order of the Phoenix all that much either. Yeah, there's just too much important stuff left out. But it's interesting because you're saying that the first couple stayed really true to the books. And then maybe the third one is the tipping point where they were trying new stuff. But then they get 
pretty far from the books yeah. towards, you know, as they head towards the end. Yeah. That went the opposite way for me. Yeah. You know, it really sort of turned me off of some of it. Yeah, I think they just missed, like, the interesting details sort of later on. Yeah. It's like you don't have to have every single, like, the sets and the costumes and, like, all of that. those details were so spot on in the first two. But it's like that stuff isn't as important as, like, getting the, like, most interesting parts of the story, right? Right. Well, I had a follow-up question, which was going to be about the books, but you both sort of answered it already. Mm-hmm. But Robin is, did you say if Prisoner of Azkaban is your favorite book? Or I guess what's your favorite book? I think my favorite book is Sorcerer's Stone just because it is the first one. And that was the one that started Hooked it all. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you, Prisoner yeah, of Azkaban? Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. I think because it's like the first time, it's like before Voldemort comes back and there's like just this glorious moment at the end where Harry like actually has hope. Yeah. For his life where he's like, I'm going to go live with Sirius. I don't have to deal with these, this awful family. Yeah. I like, you really think his life is about to get better. Obviously it all comes crashing down. Yeah. Very sad. But yeah. it's like that moment of like him seeing a new life for himself, mm-hmm. I think is what hooks me in that one. Yeah. I love that. That's my favorite book for sure. Royce, do you have an opinion about any of this? I've seen the first one. In like large chunks, one or two times, and then I've seen bits and pieces of the others. But I'm not really a Harry Potter er. What do they call Harry Potter yeah. fans? Potterers? Pot potheads? Potheads? Head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a pothead. I would like to, as with any like major franchise, like I probably have to binge it at some point before I die to see what the whole <laughs> dealio is about. Yeah, it's a shame. It's another one of those, how do you be a fan of a problematic thing? Now, we know a lot about J.K. Rowling and her views on stuff, and it makes it difficult. Royce, have you read the books? No, I have not read the books. (sighs) You know, honestly, I'm so jealous of the people who get to read Harry Potter as adults. Yeah. It just seems like it would be so nice to, like, start afresh right that's just that's a very similar way i feel about star wars like if you could have a neuralizer and wipe your memory and then watch be watching star wars for the first time or reading harry potter i think that that's a really amazing thing about fandom is when you step back and you're like oh this person is going to watch this thing that i love for the first time and the potential of their reaction and the the potential fandom in this next person Mm -hmm. is really, really fun, I think. All right, we ready for the next question? Ready. Next question comes from one of our listeners, Matzenbopper. More fun than a pillow fight. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry I do that every time. He asks, what's each of our lightsaber colors? And this is the way we're going to do this. We're going to go around and we're going to say our lightsaber colors and then I'm going to read what they mean. According to whom? According to the internet, Lorelai. (laughs) Doctor. Let's start with Royce. I'm going to go with green. Green. Green lightsabers were typically used by a Jedi that had a strong connection to the living force. And why green? I think just because, like, Luke in Return of the Jedi, like, he becomes more badass and he gets a green lightsaber. And Qui-Gon also has a green lightsaber. And I would say that those are two epic Jedi people at those periods in time. And also green's a nice color. (laughs) See, see, listeners, you're getting 
to know us so well. Robin, what's your lightsaber color? Well, I was going to say green because it's my favorite color. Uh, green. Strong connection to the <laughs> living force. Can I, can I do a secondary one? I would do Sure, blue. yeah. I would do blue. Blue, 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 blue. Typically wielded by Jedi guardians or those who seek to defend the order. So there you go. You could have two, green and blue, and be the best of both worlds. Can I do a, a, a blue and green swirl like an ice cream cone? Yeah, do a twist on there. Yeah, get one <laughs> of those whip lightsabers. They all Is that in Spaceballs where they like twirl around each other and get stuck? Anybody ever see Spaceballs in this group? Not in a very all long right. time. <laughs> Not enough to quote. Does anybody have a double lightsaber that's one color on one side and another color on the mm. other? Because that seems like a good opportunity for that. And that way, like right? whatever mood you're in, you know. Oh, yeah, mood lightsabers. That'd be nice. I don't know. Maybe in the High Republic or in some comic book form. I'll get back to you. Lorelai, it's your lightsaber color. Let me pull up the list. Hold on, you're going to say blue. blue. Because I think they're just the prettiest ones. So is that it? Is that your final answer? Um, You're also a guardian? Yeah, but just out of curiosity, I want to know what the internet says about red. Because you're not picking red. <laughs> I'm not going to pick red. But I want to just see what, hear what they say. Whoever they are, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Nothing real too specific here, but I think red just symbolizes corruption. Mm. And for lack of a better term, I guess evil. Because in order to get a red lightsaber, you have to, you have to bleed a kyber crystal. Like mm. there's no natural, as far as I know, there's no natural kyber crystal that produces a red lightsaber. Mm. Someone has to negatively interact with that crystal in order to make it red, which I think leads into my favorite color. So thank you for that transition. You're welcome. Or not my favorite color, but my lightsaber color, which I think would be white, which is what happens when a Jedi or a force wielder heals a red or a, a bled kyber crystal. That's so that nice. Was, that was a red lightsaber. What does the internet say about that? What does the internet say about that? White uh, lightsabers are almost exclusively associated with one character. So Katano. Mm. Come on. Come on. But there were some, there are some in the High Republic. So we just missed purple and yellow. Purple, yellow, there's black, there's the dark saber, you know, there's all different colors. We have orange and... There's, there's so many colors to choose from mm. now. Mm. I think what really started the different lightsaber colors, though, was Samuel L. Jackson. Anyone listening, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. I guess I could look it up. But oh, he wanted I think a different color. He wanted a purple lightsaber, and he was like, George, I want my lightsaber to be purple. And then there were other colors. Before that, it was just green, blue, and red. As far mm. as I remember, that's the story. I mean, you would think, like, if white light is like the basis for every light saber that you could like break it into any color, right? Isn't that how mm -hmm. prisms and stuff work? Like, yeah, it could be anything. But it's also dependent on the kyber crystal and the mm -hmm. kyber crystal. If you're a youngling and you go to Ilum to get your kyber crystal, it calls to you. So it all depends on who you are and maybe what kind of Jedi you will be. The force guides you to your mm -hmm. kyber crystal and the Lightsaber is just sort of an extension of the force. Do you the think some Padawans made fun of other Padawans because of their lightsaber color? I hope not. That's really mean. No bullying in the Jedi Order until you get to the fall of the Jedi era of things. 
But man, that would be really mean. Like you're the only kid with a yellow lightsaber in a Jedi training school? No, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say no, that never that happened. Never happened. We're never going to... We're never going to consider that ever again. That's a good opportunity for uh, like a television show, though. You could write that episode. No. Uh, no. Well, it's a, a teaching really... moment. <laughs> we shouldn't even have to teach that. There's a really great episode, series of episodes of The Clone Wars, where Ahsoka and Yoda take the younglings to Ilum to find their lightsaber crystals. Highly recommend. There's a little Wookiee Jedi. He's great. Anyway, that's our lightsaber colors. Thanks, Matson Bopper. Okay, and our final question here comes from fellow podcaster, fanfic writer, all around great human being. She's got some. She's got a great Etsy store. She's just a. Uh, she's just great. Hope Mullinax asks, "What's an old favorite movie of ours, and what's our new favorite movie?" So my favorite movie for a long time was The Lion King. Until uh-huh. I got super into Nightmare Before Christmas, which is my current favorite movie and has been for probably like 15 years. Nice. What was so appealing to you about Nightmare Before Christmas that you changed from The Lion King? I like everything about it, but I like, uh, I mean, probably just that it's a Halloween movie is the biggest thing. <laughs> and that I also really like the music. Danny Elfman's my favorite composer. So yeah. I like that it has like fun weird characters and fun, weird music. And I think the whole thing is just really, really well done. Yeah. I love that movie. Lorelai, do you love that movie? Um, I don't think I love it like you guys love it. Like, <laughs> I remember being creeped out by that movie as a kid. Yeah. I have a different relationship. That's the best that part. I assume that that's a big part of why Robin yeah. loves it so much because it's creepy. Yeah. Robin likes creepy stuff. Like yeah. Royce. So Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That I also like creepy stuff or that I am creepy you stuff. You are the creepy and stuff. And Robin happens to like me. <laughs> interpret it however you want to interpret it. You got a, what once was your favorite movie and a, what now is your favorite movie? I definitely came up with a, a, a list of a ton of movies that I'm like, I will watch these movies at any point in time. Like pick one of these and we're good to go. I love that. Uh, mm. Can I just break in here real quick? I just want to bring something up because when I sent this question to the group, Royce said something like, I like all movies. I don't really not like movies, which is great. I love that. We can, I have, I can work with that. But also I happen to know that you don't like <laughs> Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Wolverine Origins. There's also a list of, of those. Well, but it's also like in hating a movie or not enjoying a movie, like it's still fun to like, there are these like epic events, you know, the spectacle of somebody put that film together, going to see a movie is really fun. I can't knock that. Even if you're like, we're going to go see this really, it didn't get great reviews. Like the Tomorrow War is out on Amazon Prime. (laughs) I heard that it's not great, but like, I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. see all the blockbusters. Let's go see Fast 9. Call up your brother. Let's go. Or whatever it is. <laughs> F9. All right. All we're right. off the rails here. What do you got? So if I had to say old movie, like I would have to say like Star Wars, I guess. But if it's not Star Wars, then definitely depends on what counts as old. I'm trying to think of like that same time period. Like if it was still like late 90s, like what would have been my other favorite movie at the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There probably wasn't 
another movie. Like it was Star it Wars. Was Star or, Wars. I mean, maybe it would have been like Toy Story or something. Mm-hmm. Like right. you said, Lion King. Like we had all those on VHS too. But I don't know. I don't like celebrate Toy Story in the same respect. But that probably would have been the answer when I was a 10-year-old. Right. You know what I'm saying? What about now? I feel like, like I said, I like a lot of movies. I want to name like 15 million ones. But probably the one that like maybe resonates the most that like I find myself quoting the most and maybe like could see myself like myself actually in the film the most is probably Office Space. Because it's just so like, (laughs) it's like we're saying about um, reality TV. Like that's reality movie where you're like, this is just kind of mundane life. And it's really like not quite exciting and it doesn't always go your way. And it's just kind of like, that's what it is, man. Fucking A. Another day, you know, I don't like my job. And you're like, I can quit and yada, yada. Self-employed. <laughs> well, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's it's such a relatable thing. And it's just like yeah. so enjoyable to see that portrayed in a movie. And Mike Judge is hilarious. And that movie is like withstood the test of time. Yeah. What else is on your list? That's kind of old, though. I Dude, I my favorite movies are like Rise to Riches movies. Like yeah. Wolf of Wall Street or Postman. what? Postman. <laughs> Postman. I do love the Postman. Postman's great. Or like Goodfellas. Like I like those kind of gangster movies where like somebody like takes advantage of the system and like rises to the top, but then like they fall down blow. Donnie Jepp. Donnie Jepp. Johnny Depp. (laughs) Donnie Jepp. Oh, man. Old Donnie Jepp. So thank you for bringing up Postman and Waterworld. Yes, I do like those movies. But that's different. That's post-apocalyptic, though. Yeah. Mm. You got anything else? Got a list of 15 million? Should we publish your list in the show notes of this My list is just like blockbuster movies, though. I think that really ties into like me just liking movies. The movies on my list are like high-rated movies among like, like they're the ones you're going to see on TV playing back-to-back, minus The Postman and Waterworld. But they should play those movies on TV because they are good. We can do our own little episode about it. Postman is underrated. Waterworld is underrated. You heard it here first. I think Postman is underrated. No one knows what it is. Waterworld is just stigmatized. It's like everyone decided that Waterworld was bad. And I'm sure there are people who think it's bad, but I think it's pretty good. But it was a flop and all that stuff. So Hmm. sad. We should watch. We should watch the Postman. Lorelai, have do you have answers? <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I don't think you're going to like them. Okay. Lay it on us. <laughs> well, I think I think I've said this on this podcast before, maybe like the first or second episode that I don't really have like favorite yeah. movies. I have been racking my I mean, I watched a lot of movies as a kid and growing up or whatever, but I think part of it is that like if I was given the choice between watching a movie and rereading Harry Potter, I probably would have chosen rereading Harry Potter like 99 out of 100 times. So like books, I like connected much more to books than I did to movies up until like reading became not fun, like sometime in college. <laughs> so that's kind of a cop out. And then like in, I don't know, in my adulthood, I like connect more to TV shows than I do to movies. Mm-hmm. They don't like, they're not like a, a part of who I am. I mean, I do have movies that I've enjoyed. I really like, I mean, a lot of the like, I don't know, like Hunt for the Wilder People I really love. Yep. All of those, you know, the Taika Waititi movies, the ones that are like a little bit quirky. But I also love, I love watching movies. I like going to the movie theater. I'll watch the big blockbusters so that I just kind of like leave them behind in my mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
I just have a different relationship with movies, I think, than some other people. Do you have a favorite TV show? Oh, that's a much harder question because I have a list of TV shows that I just would watch over and over. Yeah. I mean, The West Wing. Uh-huh. You thought I was going to say that. No, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Um, Like, I rewatched The West Wing frequently. Yep. I still watch Grey's Anatomy. Right. I've been watching that since I was literally 12 years old. So there you go. Yeah. Gilmore Girls. I don't know. There's a bunch of shows that I will just like religiously rewatch and I don't have the same relationship with movies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, hindsight's always an important thing on this podcast and I guess life in general. And perhaps the way I should have phrased this question is, yeah, what could you watch over and over mm. again? What could you watch every day without getting sick of it? Yeah. Sort of. Right. I mean, I think having here a we favorite are. movie <laughs> is a totally normal thing to have. I just don't really have one. Yeah. Well, especially, dude, we're like, we love Star Wars, but like, I don't watch Star Wars like every weekend anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I yeah. do. But. Yeah. yeah, I've seen more of The Office than Star Wars lately, and I don't even really like The Office. Like, I watch yeah. it, but it's not that's like hilarious. my favorite show, you know? Yeah, boo. But it's that's an interesting <laughs> perspective on that. Yeah, it made it really hard when Lorelai and I started dating, because you can't play the favorite thing. You can't be like, what's your favorite movie? And Lorelai and was like, like, actually, I don't, I don't believe in favorites. So. <laughs> I guess I kind of uh, like them all. question. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry it was so hard for you, Joey. <laughs> Here we are. So many years later. It's great. So, my all-time favorite movie for most of my life was The Princess Bride. It's still way up there, and I could still watch it every day and never get sick of it. I attached to that movie as a kid. I watched it all the time. I read the book all the time. I loved that movie. When I was in grade school, it was not cool to like that movie. It is very cool to like that movie now. Boy, did you get made fun of if you liked The Princess Bride as a kid when I was a kid. Anyway, just a little bitter about that. <laughs> I would say my new favorite movie. I could watch every day and be excited, like sit down excited to watch it, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's an incredible movie. The animation, the people, the story, the music, it's phenomenal. I love that movie. I could sit down and watch it every day. Is that it? That's all our answers? Good answers. Well, we're not going to skip out because I still have a surprise question. Surprise question time with Joey. Surprise question time with Joey. (laughs) (laughs) For this reason, above all others, their capacity to answer, I have sent them you my surprise question. That's from Superman. I know. Um, So, the surprise question this week is, what is a movie that you regret? What's a movie that either you really, really don't like, that you wish you didn't see, that you went to the movie theater and paid money to see, and it ended, and you were like, I just paid money to see that movie, and you ripped the ticket stub up, and you threw it out the window of the car on the way home, I've walked out on a movie once. Oh, that would have been a good to add to my spiel. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even I walked make it out of the theater. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, though, but I remember doing that once in my life. Oh, but what was it? <laughs> Do you want I us to know. come back to you? I don't think I'm ever going to remember. All I'll right. think about it. Movies I regret. Mm. Robin, do you have a thing? I don't know about one that I paid money to see. 
because I'm pretty picky about if I'm going to spend money. It's one that I'm like 99.9% sure I'm going to really like. Yeah. But movies otherwise that I have watched that I wish I could get that time back. I'm sorry, (laughs) Royce. I'm going with The Postman. That took several days of pausing and watching and pausing and coming back to it. And so in my mind, The Postman is 17 hours long. And (laughs) (laughs) I think that's part of it because it took us several days to watch it because it's it's what? It's like three hours or something. Its runtime is a little too long. And I don't know. We didn't break it up that much. It might have been like two afternoons or something, but it is long. It's not that long. And maybe you should give it another chance. <laughs> I don't know. It took, we broke it up over the span of like two or three days. And so in my mind, the postman is 17 hours long. And yeah. I've always said that <laughs> there should be like a girlfriend cut of the movie, like not the director cut. I love director cuts where it's got, got all the extra BS in it. But there needs to be like a truncated version of it that's just like, get to the freaking deliver the mail already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. show me a 20 minute long version of the postman. I, I'll probably like it. I mean, it. it takes a long time for him just to become the postman. Sorry, so. very, very drawn out. <laughs> they could have made it a trilogy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Today they would. All right. Well, I guess that's a fine answer. We have differences of opinions here, and that's what makes us so interesting. Royce, what do you got? So not too many disappointed like actual theater experiences aside from maybe like Last Jedi or Rise were like disappointing but like that's a different rating scale. I would say in 2006 I bought the DVD for a movie called The Sentinel and this is like the height of like Jack Bauer 24 Prison Break like this was a great era of like anti-terrorism TV shows and Mm. stuff like that. And I love Jack Bauer and Keith Sutherland. And he's the lead in that movie. And it's not a good movie. Also, I'm pretty sure I got the full screen version of the DVD. So I done goofed. (laughs) It's like the rare occasion when like, I'm like, I'm going to get this movie. I'm going to love it. I've never seen it before. It was like, it's getting it after the fact. And now it's sitting on the shelf. But like, I've never watched that movie twice. (laughs) That's hilarious. So not... You wouldn't call, say, the experience that we shared in college of going to see X-Men Origins Wolverine uh, disappointing. Would that be on your list for an answer for this? I mean, there's parts of that movie I don't like, but like, again, like that was a midnight premiere. We were like stoked. Like there's uh, more fun memories surrounding that than like, that wasn't a good movie. It's so funny that take from you because it's the exact opposite is what you were arguing in our Star Wars surprise question episode. Ask me again tomorrow. I'll change my answer again. Yeah. Like that's the Whenever way it we goes. we discussed Star Wars and you were like, this thing's make a movie bad. And now you're like, we had a good time. So it was good. It's just interesting to hear because we're so connected to Star Wars. It's such a bigger part of like everything. I wasn't as critical then either though. That, like, same time, we we went to, like, every midnight premiere. I wasn't yeah. into, like, nitpicking every single detail then. The more time goes on, the more details we nitpick. Yeah, and then you got to start a podcast. It's the whole, it's the reason for all of this. <laughs> Boy, do I have so many answers for this. I have a memory book of ticket stubs that I've saved over the years. I think the oldest one goes back to Big Fish and then wow. every movie since then. And it's mostly bad. I really like Big Fish. I think Big Fish is a good movie. But most of my ticket stubs are from bad movies that I paid money to see. Like, (laughs) in my opinion, Spider-Man 3, X-Men 3, X-Men 3 again, (laughs) etc. But 
one stands out among all as the worst thing I've ever seen, and I saw it in the theaters, and it's a movie called Sound of Thunder. It is based on a short story about like the butterfly effect, and there's people in the future who go back in time to hunt, to like kill a dinosaur. It's like a safari thing. Rich people go back in time to kill a dinosaur who's going to die anyway. So mm-hmm. that's how you avoid the paradox. But someone, I think, in the movie literally steps on a butterfly, and it causes all these horrible things to happen. And it's a really terrible story in the movie. It's a really terrible-looking movie, and it's just all kinds of terrible. And that's the one where I ripped up the stub and threw it away. I didn't even keep it. I didn't want anyone to know that I had ever seen that movie, including me. But it it came out like 15 years ago, and it's still on my mind. (laughs) So that's the worst. All right. Well, that was fun. Do we all feel closer to each other? Yeah. Is that fun for everybody? All right. Loyal listeners. What are your favorite movies and even throw in TV shows? Why not? Maybe we'll have to do another episode where we recount favorite TV shows. That could be the wild, wild west, though. We're going to have to do some research before we get hot on a microphone. That one could go (laughs) off the rails real quick. But let us know what movies and TV shows you love, which ones you hate, which ones your significant other will not watch with you. Send us a tweet at Krypton Alderaan on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. And if you want to really send us a long-winded review, you can send us an email, krypton to alderon at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been Joey, I guess. I'll bet it's boring, but it's me. <laughs> and we've been Krypton, krypton to Alderaan.